This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Station now number one for podcasting. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday buy 10 wings, get 10 wings free. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. Miller and Condon uh, here on a Tuesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller here to talk sports with you for the next couple of hours. Thank you for spending some of your morning uh, here with Trent and I. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. Big 12 conversation is going to start it off at the bottom of the hour. Our friend Matt Postens uh, from Heartland College Sports will join us. We'll uh, get the lay of the land as we uh, head into the precious final few games of the regular season with Matt Postens, Iowa State TCU. Tonight it's in uh, Postens' backyard, so we'll talk to him about the Big 12 overall. A couple of games last night, both really difficult to watch. Uh, so we'll get into the, the that with Postens at 11 o'clock, 11.05. Our friend Brian Arilko, the Director of Gaming from the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission. Fingers crossed we're going to have the Iowa Super Bowl handle uh, when Brian joins us. Hopefully. Hopefully. Still working on it, huh? Still working on it. There's still some... Uh, some slackers in the state <laughs> that haven't turned their numbers in yet. So hopefully we will have that. We do know that January set a a record as far as sports wagering in our wonderful state of Iowa. And then at uh, 1130, our friend Kevin Lehman, Washer Systems of Iowa sponsors. Kevin will go around the, the valley, uh, the big four with uh, Kevin at 1130 as we check in. Uh, both the Panthers and the Bulldogs, as we said yesterday, disappointing weekend, but they've got a chance to do some damage. Look, it's still there for the Panthers. They've still got a, an opportunity uh, to make some noise. We will see if they do as they've got uh, another return trip. Or Actually, Loyola makes a visit to the McLeod Center before the season ends. So that's what's coming up today. Uh, of course, Iowa State TCU tonight feels like a pretty big game as far as hopes. I did see a bracket today. Iowa State in 11 seed. Okay. Stay right there. <laughs> Perfect. You love the 11 seed. I'd rather, yeah, as opposed to an 8 or a 9 or a 7, even a 10. If you can be 5, 6, and they can't, or a 10 or 11, uh, maybe a 12, um, that's ideal, I think. I mean, you win the 6-11 game, you get a 3. You do? <laughs> but who's the 3? Well, that's just it. I, I know one thing. It won't be a 1. It won't be a, I don't know, Gonzaga or... Uh, you know, one of the heavy heads in college basketball that seemingly you can't bet Kentucky. But then he got Richmond beating Syracuse. He got yeah. Lehigh beating Duke. That's... Upsets happen, too. No, Brackets can open up Absolutely. from anywhere. They do. That's the beauty of it. One of the many beauties of what we're about to uh, embark on here in, in, a, in a matter of weeks. Bruce Weber, his Elite Eight team at Kansas State. Well, mm-hmm. I remember the they way, played the round of 32. 
It was not no, Virginia. No, it wasn't. It was Maryland, Baltimore no. County. Well, look at what I mean. It was all there for Drake, right, to get mm-hmm. to the Sweet 16 when they went to Tampa and got picked off by Western Kentucky. And San Diego uh, upsets UConn. It and- was all there. You get beat, and they yeah, and they got beat. Um, as Emmenecker went one for ten, worst shooting performance of his maybe his career, certainly his senior. Well, that was his career. Yeah, right. Was the was the, the senior year. years because Tom Davis didn't think he was good enough. Uh, everybody swings and misses, right? So that's the show today. Um, look, Iowa State. The last time they saw TCU, they were held to a a record that you don't want. The all time lowest uh, output in the history of Hilton Coliseum. What was it? Forty four, forty five points they put up against TCU 44 44 uh, and they've never have, have fewer points been scored in the history of that building uh that we saw that day so we'll see what happens it feels like a big spot uh for Iowa State you wouldn't think that it would be but just the way that their season seemingly is trending I'd like to get this one tonight if you put things in reverse this team turns it around down the stretch plays good basketball how does that happen what's the elixir that you look at mm. That is going to make this team go from good defensive team, struggles offensively, yeah. the same song and dance we've been singing now for six weeks, right. and gets it back to that level. I, I, Trent, I don't know if there's a button that can be pushed. I really, I, it might be Tyrese Hunter. Tyrese Hunter, he's not going to be a great shooter right now. That's no, not going to be part of at least he's willing game. to take a shot. Right. But his ability to get to the rim, mm-hmm. he's a great defensive player. Yeah. If he can take his game to another level, and it's a lot to ask for a true freshman, mm-hmm. going through the grind, playing in the Big yep. 12, it's a lot to ask. But Gabe Kalsher is who he is. Yep. He's not a great shooter. He's a nope. good defender. Yep, He is what he is. And Aruna, even if he's healthy, he's an enigma. He didn't play a minute the other day. Now, TJ said yesterday at, uh, at the press conference that he will play tonight. So was that discipline? Was that injury-related? rest, yeah. Who knows? We didn't get the didn't full Didn't see him story. for a second. But he is what he is, right? Look, he's had his moments. He's a hustle guy. Yeah, he's had his moments. But he's not a great offensive player. Mm-hmm. Look, he was good enough to, to get a scholarship at Kansas. Right. So you have to think that there's something there. Grill, got to shoot it better. He can't. I mean, I've given up. I mean, Caleb Grill, yeah, every now and then. You, look, the last time TCU and I State played, he was over. From and three. he had an over last And time. he had an over the last time they took the floor. So that's... Um, you got know, the top end of Koontz. Mm-hmm. Brockington can is see, Brockington. Can you see that again? Coons coming out and having the first 20 minutes. That he, probably, probably not. Probably not. Robert Jones is limited. No. Trey Jackson. He's a hustle guy. Jaden Walker. Those, I, I think that's it. I think it comes down to Tyrese Hunter. Mm-hmm. The freshman's got to put this team on his back mm-hmm. and be that second scoring threat and be consistent. And getting 16, 18, 20 points. He has to be more selfish. Yeah. I think that's where we are okay. right now. Be more than just a point guard. You have to be a scoring guard. If mm-hmm. Iowa State's going to get out of this funk... I think it comes to him. Well, look, it, it would be nice to you know crack a box score and for once and see somebody other than Brockington not leading the team in scoring. I mean, I know that's going to be uh, the majority of the time, but just every now and then somebody steps up. Speaking of that, I was looking at the TCU box score. From the 44-point out burst? Yeah. Brockington was the only player in the he, game. He had a decent game scoring-wise, yeah. right? He was 8-14 from the floor, 8-13 at 19. Yeah. He was the only player that had more than one field goal made in the game. Are you kidding me? Well, well there was 44 points. I guess it kind of makes sense. From, from two-point range. Yeah. yeah. It, this is two-point shooting. Yeah. Calcio for two. Hunter one for four. Hunter one for one. Condit one for two. One yeah. for one. One for one. All the way through. One guy. Huh. Jeez. Made more than a bucket inside the three-point line in that game. That's incredible. 
Don't see that often. That's coming up in a box score. No, that's ineptitude. Well, it was. And they hit in that game three of twenty six from three. And and I'm sure Kalsher missed a lot of them, and Grill missed a pile of them. Um, he was zero for five. Who else? Hunter was one for five. Oh my god, Jackson. He's had his moments. He was one for five. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, you wonder how that. Uh, and that... the crazy thing about that game, well, there are two parts. Mike Miles is their best player, though. Bannon's been a nice piece in the transfer for TC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who else is Ba? I like he this Ba kid. He had seven steals in that game. Did he really? I remember he had a couple of steals and runouts in the first half. Wow. Seven steals in. So that that's one. how the majority of his points came. Apparently, yeah. he finished the game. Ooh. 23 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, and mm-hmm. 7 steals. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a winnable game, though. It is. And, and I mean, TCU's a slight favorite. I'm going to guess. Okay. Uh, two? The point spread currently is TCU 3.5. 3.5. little higher. But still, uh, yes, it's a winnable basketball game. It's a winnable ESPNU has it. If you can't be in front of your TV, it's on the 100.3 of the bus. John and Eric underway at the pregame show at 7. Tip is at 8. Um, I did look who precedes that game, too. It's an SEC game. Okay. Who's Old Miss hosting? Old Miss is hosting South Carolina. Okay, so that's the, that's the game that's the 6 o'clock tip on ESPNU. Make it quick. Yeah, let's make it quick. Right, let's get to it at eight oh eight oh one or whatever. Um, we shall see. A couple leftovers from the Super Bowl again. Hopefully, we'll have the um, the handle numbers from the state of Iowa. Did you see Vegas just crushed. It was a perfect crush. Perfect. Yes. Super Bowl for them. The favorite. The favorite one. didn't cover. Didn't cover. And the and the total went under. We saw so much money line action on the mm-hmm. Bengals. We talked about that last week, mm-hmm. where people. Your casual better says, oh, I'm just going to grab them plus the 160, 170 that it was. You have that route. Oof. You also hit the under 48 and a half. Which is huge. Overs. All those parlays in the, in, the, in the tank. On and on and on it was. And if that thing goes to overtime. Yeah, you're done. And Cincinnati ends up winning the game in overtime. Yeah. <laughs> you hit the over. You have the underdog that people were loving. That would have been ugly. Instead, once again, <laughs> they'll be putting up another hotel. Right well, that's corner. good because um, our friends at Circa, did you see, they lost money. Yeah, so fill me in on this one. So the uh, IRGC, Iowa Racing Gaming Commission, they released their their numbers for sports wagering for January. And, and it was huge. I mean, it was it was a really good month uh, for wagering, set an all-time record. Um, but they, they show you the total money wagered and the total uh the the uh the the profits the proceeds the mm-hmm. net they went the other way they lost uh i think $35,000 in the state of Iowa in the month of January how about that yeah, the gamblers said, getting it well that's just it uh, you're 100% right it's the gamblers uh that um that took that took a two circuit there was another property out there that lost two I don't remember. $303 million was wagered in the month of January, which is pretty damn good uh-huh. in our state, right? Which, yeah, that's really good. Now, when you can take it into consideration, uh, I mean, what's New York going to do for crying out loud? Just a massive number. Sports Information Group was the other one that lost money. So who's that? It's a great question. I don't know who that one falls into. There's, there's some wild ones out there. I, I saw... Fubu TV. I'm sure you've seen the advertisements I have, for them. Yes. Apparently, they have some sportsbook mm-hmm, property that comes mm-hmm. along with it. 
you get a free month of TV along with putting on yeah, the bucks in your account. Yeah, you deposit a hundred, they give you a hundred, they give you a hundred plus a subscription for them. right, right. Mm-hmm. And you can try out Fubu TV. So there's a lot of these, and they're all listed as LLCs. There's names that we know, of course, Circus Sports, Penn Gaming, Points Bet, on and on and on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's some of the FanDuel. Who do they go under? They under Flutter Entertainment. That's who owns them. Oh, is it? Yeah, they own TVG. They own they own a bunch of stuff. Yeah, looking through here. Yeah, not sure. Rush Street, we know that one. That's uh, Bet Rivers, yeah. Bet Rivers, yep. Mm -hmm. Bet MGM, Bet Fred, Bet Fair. Yeah, they got more traction than I anticipated, too. That's interesting. Yep. So many of them now that are available, but... 18 in our state, right? Yes. And Circa, our partners who uh, took an L. Yes. I think it's that wrestling money. Coming in. People making so, money on the wrestling. Yeah, and, and, you've, and you're to blame because you're the one that pushed hard <laughs> for it. You know, an aspect of the Super Bowl that we didn't talk about yesterday is re- recapping the game. I don't know if you've seen this before. I don't think I've seen it before. And I thought it was absolutely wild. Halftime show. Yeah. Right? There's the kicker. Oh, yeah. Evan McPherson. Evan McPherson. <laughs> he's taking it all in. The team's back in the locker room. They're getting their, you know, retaped or whatever they're doing back there. They're getting coached up. What they're going to, the adjustments that are, I mean, what adjustments are you going to make him to do, right? Right. And, and, and what coach is going to be able to coach him up? He didn't miss for crying out loud. So he thought, you know what? I don't need this. I'm just going to stay right here and, uh, and take in the show. And that's exactly what he did. It's awesome. That's great. I loved it. I did too. He's uh he's fast becoming, you know. We don't know kickers, right? No, For right. the most part, you don't. Maybe you know your team's kicker, and maybe two or three others. Justin Tucker, yeah, some of they, the they others. They did a in sixty minutes piece on him, right? Just so you'll know those guys. But this guy, he's um he's becoming a brand. Uh, he will. He, mm-hmm. He's going to become a brand. I think that team is about to become a brand. I think it's over. Do you really? No, I don't. Not with that kid at quarterback. Got a lot of work to do. Well, they got a lot of work to do as far as rebuilding their offensive line. Yeah. Because the other parts are there. I like their defense. I do. Uh, you can have Eli Apple. He'll be somewhere else, I'm assuming. Um, they got a good running game. They've got great receivers. Uh, they've got a good tight end. Um, their quarterback, I think, is on the cusp of being elite. I think he's going to go down as one of the best that's played the game. So I Cincinnati really believe this. gets back to a Super Bowl in the next four years. That would be, yes. I could see You would that. take the yes. Yes. On that wager, I'd be on the no side. You see, the thing with that wager, and it's a really good one. You, you got your money's tied up right. for forty years, <laughs> right, right. right? Unless it pays off early, yeah, and you get the yeah, yes, unless yeah. you get there right away, right? Um, Those so you don't think they get back? I don't think so. I think it was a team that got hot, uh-huh. got hot at the right time, had the quarterback that was able mm-hmm. to do it. But you play that Kansas City game ten times. How many Cincinnati win? Was that the one? Yeah, but Maybe I don't know two. what that uh, that Kansas City. I, they have to the, the salary cap at some point has to catch up with them, right? Brett, Brett Veach is a wizard, and yeah, but th- there's other guys that have to be good at what they do to have one of those 32 <laughs> spots. But it has to catch up at some point. It I think you're up just trying everybody. to tell yourself that as well. A I probably player. am, yeah. but I probably am. But go back, go to Burroughs Division. I mean. Who's going to take? Who's going to assume command of the North? So you think Baltimore's falling apart? I don't think they're falling apart. I don't. I think that they're. I think they're always going to be a factor. Right. I, I, don't I believe think in that organization. The Steelers are. I think the Steelers. That organization. The, I know, but it's due for a fall. It, they're due for a fall, and if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance. You don't have a chance. Russell Wilson. Boy, he's going to a lot of cities. And he came out and said he wants to stay in Seattle. Now, wait, of course. Um, But Tampa Bay wants him. Kyler Murray? 
Is he good enough to get you to the next level? Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, that would change things. But you say you need a quarterback. They didn't they have much of one this year. No. And they were a playoff team. Yeah. And Look, it's you can get there. Denver got there in 2015. I hate to say it, kind of without a quarterback. Right? Cleveland, roster spots 2 through 53. Elite. Not elite, but you get my point. They're really good. They got They're elite in some spots. Yes, absolutely. I don't think this division is Cincinnati's terrain over this four or five years. So you don't think they're about. the Packers? No. No, I don't think they're that. But I think they're probably, will they be the favorite next year? I believe they will. Betting favorite? Betting favorite. You've seen Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow. Not even close. Right. Right? Baker Mayfield, Mar Jackson. They may not re-up him. Did you see that? Really? That he's due for a his, his rookie contract. Uh, he's due for a, They may not. Hmm. Um, don't know about Pittsburgh. Look, I think I, I've made myself a promise. Whether I keep it or not, we'll see. Because you know I mean futures yeah. when I have a puff. I yeah, can. Way too many of them. Right. Um, I'm not going to bet an NFC team to win the Super Bowl. Period. Period. I will not go down the NFC path next year. It is the A the AFC is about to get on one of these runs. Look at where the power lies. You just saw the NFC win the last two. We Super saw them Bowls. win the last two. We saw them win the last two. Absolutely. Yes. So you're down to just sixteen teams and now you can bet. Yes. So you have a dozen by the end of the year? <laughs> Eight. <laughs> yeah probably well nine because I'm betting Denver every year. Oh okay. Yeah. Um you don't see it that way? If Brady stays retired in Tampa... It's the NFL. It's so cyclical it, how quickly it can change. And that's why I think it's the power shifting to the AFC. For one reason, the quarterbacks. Look at them all. They're all in the AFC. We said this yesterday. If Aaron Rodgers departs, Kyler departs... Dak Prescott's the best quarterback in the NFC. Kirk yeah. Cousins or, or him. That's our, that was our that's top three it. yesterday. How wild. And I don't think we're missing anybody. No. Russell Wilson goes to eh, wherever, but leaves the league. You take out the guys that at least have questions in the mm-hmm. NFC. Matt right now. Stafford? Yeah, he's. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah. You think he is? Look at those numbers. You think he is? Absolutely. He's got the Super Bowl. Well, that helps. There's no question That's about that. Huge. Yes, it is. Absolutely huge. Absolutely. He is one of only 39 quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl. Uh huh. He's uh, got that, monster numbers. Yeah. He is a Hall of Famer. Mm hmm. I mean, look at this Hall of Fame class we just got. It's terrible, Trent. Yuck. This is the worst Hall of Fame class I can ever remember. Oh, it's not even close. It's not. Now, I think that they um, did a reset or uh, they, they they made a pathway for guys who've been... Look, Zach Thomas didn't get in. That's the one that I was surprised at. I think he's a Hall of Famer. But the guys that got in this year, who's elite in this group? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot, right? Tony Baselli. He, he didn't play one. long enough, but I get it. Baselli. You know, I played golf with Tony Baselli. I played golf with Tony Baselli in uh, the Principal Charity Classic, one of the pro-ams they had yeah. at, uh, at Glen Oaks, and I was... Does he hit it a ton? Yeah, he does. <laughs> and he, he was such a nice guy. Was he? Great guy. Um, he would be the, I guess, the head of the class? I don't think there's any doubt. So uh, here's the class. Baselli. Mm-hmm. Leroy Butler. Okay. Yeah. Good player. Yeah. Sam Mills. Yeah. Good story. Good, great story. Better story than I maybe I'm player. with you. I'm with you. Richard Seymour, numbers are good. Yeah. Better than you anticipate. And he was kind of the first hybrid inside-outside defensive mm-hmm. line guy. I'll give you that. that. That could help out. 
and especially in the three four that they did, mm-hmm. he was he was a difference maker. Mm-hmm. Brett Young was good, but Kelsey he was never was a star pretty good in that list too. But yeah, yeah. Brett Young. Was no, he a star? no, I, I I was surprised he was even on the list. Not let alone get elected. Cliff Branch, numbers wise, doesn't do it, and that's what I had to look at outside old NFL film stuff. Yeah. Art McCallie, McNally. McNally. I mean, I get what he did for the league. Yeah. And, and he's, a, what do they call it, a builder. And Vermeil. Mm-hmm. Two Super Bowls. Yeah. Took the Eagles there. Mm-hmm. Won one with the Rams. Won one. Yeah. Did a good job in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Fine. But that class? <laughs> yeah. This is what we got. Yeah. Uh, the good news is we got a Hall of Fame game to go along with it. <laughs> and we're counting down. Counting down to, down to August. Counting down to, to August to get to that. I, I don't know. It's uh, so you're getting ready for the NFL draft now. That's what you do. Well, I am, and uh, and I don't think I'm alone. There, there's a couple of shoes. So we're like three weeks away, I think, from the big. Well, we're a little bit more because what's the fifteenth? Well, yesterday's Valentine's fifteenth. Uh, we're about a month away from free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the combine coming up. We've got the tagging coming up. You know what? Maybe one of the stories to watch in the NFL is off the field, but in the announcers booth. I mean, where where Troy Aikman's going to go? Mm-hmm. Where Al Michaels is going to go? Are these two really going to team up on Amazon? I think so. Well, I could see Michaels doing it late in his career, but does it, does Troy Aikman want to? I think Troy Aikman wants to get a front office job. Do you? I've heard a couple of interviews with him, and it seems like that's something that still very much intrigues him. Mm-hmm. Building a team, being the oh, we saw John Lynch do, and, and some others going from the booth and doing that part of the game. I could definitely see it, and. Amazon's going to pay. There's no doubt yeah. about it. They have the money. Mm-hmm. There's no concerns what on that. What would their reach be, Trent? When we when you're we, looking at seven million, probably six, seven million a Thursday will night they, telecast. Will they do more on TV or more on Amazon? Oh. See, I still think it's TV. It's I, TV, yeah. It's for now, but again, this is coming from the, the lips of a 63 year old, right? Who's technology challenge and age change. Yeah, it's still TV. It's still TV, right? You're still you're doing Sunday afternoon. You're still getting twenty five million for mm-hmm. a game in October. Mm-hmm. You're not getting that on Amazon, I don't think. But is it about money? Is it about lifestyle? What is it about? Why are they doing this? Well, first of all, what's the end game for Amazon? Right, sell more stuff. How oh, absolutely. can they possibly? It, it's easy because now you're flipping on to watch the game, and there's a little banner ad, and you click on that because. Oh, I kind of like that sweatshirt. Now, do they have a sports... They're not in sports betting, are they, Amazon? I don't think they are. I don't are. think so. Maybe that's an end maybe that is. Too. Maybe that's something that could go along. You know, they're going to be partnering with somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, for sure. And they're going to be all over yeah, the commercials, sure. and you're going to have that for part sure. of it. For sure. But yeah, you get those... Click on that. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Going to Amazon this many times to watch football. Do you have... Am- are you an Amazon Prime man? We yes, are. Yeah. We had to. You have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, the pandemic, I hate to say it, right. was, I mean, this was really good for them. Mm-hmm. It was awful for the rest of us. Right. <laughs> but it was really good for them. I mean, he made a boatload of money. My gosh. And they'll be spending. So Michael's going away. His last telecast, you could tell it was the end. Yeah, it, he's not the same broadcaster. Yet. I mean, it started from the beginning when he tells Collinsworth to slide on over here one more time. Yeah. And he was not saying that one more no. time this year. No. It was one more one time. One more time, period. yeah. Yeah. Do you like what NBC did? Bringing Tariko in. It's been six years now for Tariko at NBC. Isn't that wild? Jeez. He's and, the heir apparent, clearly. And he was. That's yeah. what he was brought in right. to take over for Michaels. Mm-hmm. Michaels is still throwing. He's not throwing 98 anymore. But he's throwing 92. And he's Al Michaels. He's Al Michaels. And he still has the, the most memorable line in all of broadcasting. Sports broadcasting. 42 years ago. Right. It was a long time ago. And it still resonates. 
And even with people who weren't even born. You know, it's it's crazy some of these things that, uh, I mean... I was two months away from being born. Right. I love things. That, I mean, Babe Ruth, kids that are born yeah. and are play, they know who Babe Ruth is, and Babe Ruth has been dead since the 40s. The 40s or 50s, but whatever. He's been dead for a long time. Do You Believe in Miracles was 42 years ago. We still remember it. And it'll be remembered forever. Forever. The biggest gambling scandal in sports was 1919. We remember the Black Sox scandal, right? right? The test of time, and Al Michael certainly has that. Oh, my gosh. And look at the guys he's worked with over the years. Oh, yeah. The creme to the creme, my God. That booth of Monday Night Football. Spectacular. Not as good as the one that began it kind of in the 70s into the 80s, Mm -hmm. but a very good one there. Yeah, they were Of course, Madden. They were well, Madden was a class by himself. But that, that booth in the 70s, that was iconic. 13 years of Collinsworth and Michaels together, too. Jeez. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it is. You know what this means? We're both old. <laughs> yeah. Six years since Tariqo's been at NBC. 13 years together mm-hmm. for Collinsworth and Michaels, and that will come to an end. On the Aikman part of it, though, I know how tight him and Joe Buck are, too. They are. And Aaron, throw her into the mix, because that, that trio is really tight. To give that up. I don't get it. I, I don't think that this is a good career move. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from me, right? Maybe I should shut up. <laughs> you got a lot of credibility when it comes to this, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Matt Postens is going to be here uh, from Brian Park. Every Cowboy fan alive would be happy if Aikman would take over the team. True. Mm. Right. But uh, you know what? Uh, Jerry's not going anywhere, is he? Time for another $1,000 slam dunk. We are in the final week of this promotion. Go to KXNO.com. Once you get there, enter the keyword win, win. Right now, KXNO.com, your chance to win $1,000. Win at KXNO.com. Matt Poston's on the Big 12. He also covers the Cowboys, so maybe we'll double dip him a little bit here. Um, when he joins us next at 11.05, Brian Arilko, Director of Gaming, Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission. It was by far a record month, $303 million wagered in our, states, uh, in our state in the month of January, which was huge. So what was it? It was the NFL playoffs. Mm-hmm. It was, when did the um, Hawks played on New Year's Day? What else? We had the national championships. Did they move the needle? Oh, by the way, you know what? Let's let me stop right here before we go to break. Welcome to the club. Oh, thank you. Yes, Trent Condon, the the Bet Rivers Wild Rose Casino Championship for the Super Bowl. You've got a seat at the championship dinner. I'm excited about that. I'll be going out to Barntown tomorrow. As you're getting your trophy already? Yeah, the fanatics are going to be out there broadcasting live. So I'm going to go out there, a little celebration, have myself. <laughs> A delicious beer from Barntown. Is Barntown, is that the one on the interstate in West Des Moines, across from Valley Junction? What am no, I thinking of? that is, what is the name of that one? No, Barntown is further. You're going out towards your Waukee, West Des Moines, right as it changes on University. Okay, did we pass maybe that when we were headed to Omaha? Yes. I think, yeah, okay. So this so one that's is... that's where you'll be tomorrow. Yeah, heading out there, uh, Lead Eye Care, their new clinics over in that area, so that's the spot, Barntown. Going to stop out, get my trophy, shake some hands. And AD gets his trophy tomorrow, too? I think so, yes. Because he won the college football championship. I got a dinner. Yeah, you got a seat seat at the dinner. And you know what? You you keep that seat for good. Oh, really? I believe that's the way. It's kind of they're doing it kind of like like the Masters. Masters. Yeah. Do I get a green jacket? You get a trophy. Okay. I I get a ring, too. 
you what? They made a ring. No, I got a Super didn't. Bowl ring. Yeah, really? Uh huh. Got some bling coming my way. So Smool and I both have two. Uh huh. We got nice trophies, right? No rings. I got a nicer trophy and a ring. Good for you. Glad Thanks. you're uh, glad you're part of the fraternity. <laughs> uh, we'll take a timeout. Uh, we'll come back. We will talk with Matt Postens, Heartland College Sports next. Again, Brian Orilko at 11.05. Kevin Lehman, Washer Systems of Iowa sponsors Lehman. He will join us as Will O'Pine on the Valley. Miller and Condon are underway. Des Moines Sports Station, 106. 7070. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Time to visit with our friend Matt Postens. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Postens Postcards. You can hear him right now with us as he talks Big 12. Read him at Heartland College Sports, heartlandcollegesports.com. Matt joins us. Matt, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Matt Postens? I'm good, guys. How are you doing? Doing okay. It was kind of difficult to watch the Big 12 last night. I get the Kansas-West Virginia game was close uh, in the end. Just not a lot of flow to that bad boy. Um, the the, uh, the the Kansas-Oklahoma State, I thought it would be closer. I was dead wrong. But TCU-Iowa State tonight. TCU in your backyard. Jamie Dixon's doing a nice job. It's a big spot for Iowa State. I mean, shouldn't be, but but here we are, Matt Poston. Yeah, it's a big spot for both of them, really. I I wrote uh, a piece yesterday, as a matter of fact, uh, kind of talking about, I feel like we have four teams that are clearly in the tournament now. Uh, Kansas, uh, Texas, and uh, Baylor and Texas Tech. And then we have a group of five teams that right now you know, are eligible for the tournament, are all above 500. And even though they have losing records or 500 records in Big 12 play, because they have so many quad one wins, mm-hmm. and because their ratings are so, you know, through the roof because the overall conference rating is so high. They also have a chance to get into the tournament, even even West Virginia, which lost last night to Kansas State, even Kansas State, which has now won, I think, three of their last four games. I mean, it's really interesting. Any any win or any loss in one direction could mean the difference between playing in the NCAA tournament and the NIT. And TCU has a little more wiggle room because of their overall record right now than Iowa State does. But I still feel like Iowa State's going to make the tournament, whether they win tonight or not. But, you know, at this point in the season, one of the things the committee does look at is, you know, what did you do in your last 10 games? They do look at that record, and they do look at whether you're trending up and trending down, and that can make a difference whether you get in or not. Not an official metric anymore. They said they'd take it off, but it just goes – it's common thinking. I mean, you you look at some you, resumes in the past. Don't think yeah, about it a little bit. <laughs> right. It's just it's the reality of the situation. We're going down a path here where you know even Iowa State goes three and three the rest of the way, which I think a lot of people probably sign up for on the surface. That still only gets That's them to six, six and, and 12. twelve. Yeah, puts them in the eight nine game more than likely mm-hmm. in Kansas City, and you lose that one. It's it's a dangerous situation here. I just think this is going to be. Such a great look at the NCAA Tournament Committee, what they put together, how they look at a resume as a whole. This Iowa State team, regardless of how it finishes out, I think is going to tell us a lot, kind of going forward, conference record, just how important it is. Yeah, I think so. I think if they can get to 20 wins overall, I think that's going to help them a great deal. And like you said, if they go 3-3, three and three, that gets into 19. If they can win that 8-9 game or whatever game they ran in the Big 12 Tournament, that gets mm-hmm. into 20. And I think that will be enough to get them in because – 
at that point, they'll have probably you know, 10, 11 quad one wins. Right. And that, from a metric standpoint, that's going to be really hard for the committee to ignore. It really is. Conversely, Rutgers mm-hmm. in the Big Ten, they've beaten three straight uh, top 25 teams, and they're, I guess they're starting to get some love, but they're not in the tournament yet. It's crazy what the Big 12 is. So, uh, with Chachua going down this past weekend, it's a season ender, which is a huge, huge blow for Baylor. How is, is it, I don't want to say it's fatal, but man, that really, I think, hurts Baylor's chances of even getting close uh, to that repeat. Do you agree with that? Can, can they overcome uh, his loss, do you think, Matt Postens? Well, I think they're going to have to do – they're going to have to become a slightly different team. I mean, Flo Zama is going to have to play a lot more minutes, and he's going to have to give them a lot more offense. He had a double-double against Texas, so that's a good start. But he's never been a really consistent scorer, but he's always been a consistent defender and rebounder, and that's what they want from him. I think he had four block shots in that game against Texas. Uh, so if he gives them that, they're going to have to play Sohan a little bit more inside. He's not a big guy, but he can slip around and move around and rebound the ball well. You know, Kendall Brown's going to have to play inside a little bit more, but that's pretty much your inside depth right now. They really don't have anybody else in the front court that can really help them. So managing Thamba's foul trouble is going to be a big thing for them. As for the offense, if they get LJ Cryer back and he's playing at the level he was playing at before he got hurt, which is about – 46% from the three-point line. Flagler finally seems to be coming around. Uh, you've got Matthew Mayer. They can get him kick-started a little bit. They've got the weapons, I think, to get to the second weekend of the tournament. But what this really does is it robs them of, A, their, their overall depth, but more importantly, B, their front-court depth. And a guy who, you know, along with scoring eight points and grabbing six rebounds a game, just gave them so much energy off the bench. He really was a vital part of what they were doing, and that's going to be the most difficult part to replace. Matt, I want to go to Kansas. Watching him last night, as Ken mentioned, I ended up watching a lot more women's basketball last night because it was a tough watch in the 8 o'clock window. But this team, they're good. Maybe not elite level, but there's something about them. It feels like there's another gear. And it's not just Remy Martin if he's able to come back and be even Mm -hmm. maybe 70% of what we saw a year ago at Arizona State. But it feels like there's still another gear for this Kansas team. I can't quite put my finger on it. What is it for you to get them maybe that top echelon of the way they can play? I, I think right now it's Jalen Wilson, and I think he's yep. very nearly there. I mean, he is finally playing like he was playing at the end of last year, and I, I think he's got a little bit more of a gear in him at this point. I think ever since Bill Self said, look, David McCormick's not going to be 100% the rest of the season, I think it's almost kind of freed him a little bit. Honestly, and, and just the way he's played since then. I mean, he hasn't, still hasn't been crazy consistent like he was last year, but he had a double-double last night. He had a double-double a couple of games ago. He just seems to be playing with a little bit more freedom now. And with those two guys, that's their chief rebounding. That's their chief interior defense. If they keep playing at this level over the next few weeks, I, I think that puts them in a position to be a, a one or a two seed and be a team that could be very dangerous in the tournament because I just have this hunch that right now Ochai Baji is kind of in a bit of a a bit of a valley for him in mm-hmm. quotes for him. I think I think you're going to see for him start to right, come out right. of that the next few weeks. And by the time they get to March, I, I think he's one of those players that has that potential to just have a huge march. And like Devontae Graham a few years ago, he could put this team on his back and get him to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're starting to get uh, I mean, this Clements kid, this big, uh, how big? He's like 6'10", 6'11". He's starting to play some good basketball um, lately. Are they a Final I mean, Can you make a case for two teams, legitimate Final Four 
Yeah, they, I don't want you to, you know, yeah, I think they're a Final Four team. Can you legitimately make a case for maybe Texas Tech and Kansas in this conference as legitimate Final Four teams? I think if you're going to make the case, I think those are the two teams. I, I think do I don't think Baylor's a legitimate Final Four team anymore. I, th- I still think they could make it to the second weekend of the tournament, mm-hmm. uh, even without Chachua. But I, I think it really hurts their chances of getting back to the Final Four. And I know Chris Beard thinks well of his team, but I, I the, the chemistry that they need to be able to be successful in that tournament, it's just not there yet. Right. And I'm not sure it's going to come around. So if you're thinking about teams that could make it, Kansas can definitely make it because they have the talent. They have one of the best players in the country, and they have enough overall pieces to, to handle foul trouble and things like that. With Tech, their defense is so good, and it travels so well that they could get to the second weekend of the tournament pretty easily. The thing they just have to watch out for is those offensive lulls that they have. They had a big offensive lull last week against Oklahoma, and it cost them that game. If they can keep consistent, offensively speaking, going into the tournament because they have so many guys that can score for them, they could potentially make it to the Final Four. I'd say those are your two teams. If you're looking for two teams to put money on to get to the Final Four out of the Big 12, those are probably the two teams. Kansas State won four out of five. We saw them over the weekend. Beat Iowa State, got the win last night against West Virginia. Bruce Weber, I got some pushback from some people online. Last week I called him a good coach, and some people didn't like that one. It's been rough the last couple of years. If this doesn't end in an NCAA tournament bid, it'd be three consecutive years for K-State. Is that the end for Bruce Weber? I think it probably has to be. I mean, if you look at the way they're playing right now, this is the best basketball they've played in three years. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Nigel Pack is having a fantastic season, mm-hmm. but they did a good job of getting targeted transfers in Mark Smith, Ishmael Massoud, uh, Marquise Noel. I mean, they're they like a much Noel. different team than they were a year ago. And because they have Noel and Pack on the floor at the same time, they can run different sets and they can run different guys at point. Pack doesn't have to handle the ball every possession like he did last year. So they're a, they're a much different makeup in terms of that team. And, you know, people forget they've played more one possession games in this conference than anybody else in the league. They could be two, two or three more wins up uh, than they are right now if they'd hung on to the lead against Kansas. I think there was a game against TCU they lost at the last second or against Oklahoma State. I'm not sure which. But, you know, to me, the way Bruce, the job that Bruce Weber's done with his team, it's one of the better jobs he's done in quite some time. And I'm sure most of the pushback is from fans in Manhattan who are just a little bit tired of him being there for a decade. And the fact that they're fall off after Dean Wade and those guys, that's on him. That's on his staff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They, they had a huge fall off after that. But you got to give him credit for putting them in a position where they could go to the NCAA tournament right now. They're one of those teams mm-hmm. where if things break the right way, and they win 15, 16 games, and they've got six or seven quad one wins at the end of all of this, they could be one of those teams out of the Big 12. And here's another thing with them, too. Don't forget, go back to January. They were as decimated by COVID as anybody in that conference was. COVID was not kind uh, to K-State early on. Well, let's switch gears. Put on your put on your Dallas Cowboy hat, Matt Postens. Trent and I have been uh, obviously recapping and, and looking forward. We just think that, at least I think, I won't put words in Trent's mouth, that the there's about to become a real power shift uh, in, in the NFL. And I think it's all headed to the AFC. With those young quarterbacks, yes, I know that Brady uh, and Stafford, the last two Super Bowls, have gone to NFC teams. I just think we're about to get on a bit of a run. And if Rodgers is gone, and if Brady stays away, I mean, I think the three best quarterbacks remaining in the NFC, as it sits here today, I mean... You have to put Dak Prescott on that list, Stafford on that list, and maybe Kirk Cousins. It is 
the the power shift uh, the dynamic rather in the quarterback position is all in the AFC in my opinion. Do you see it differently? Yeah, it's interesting. I was um, texting with a, a Steelers friend of mine a couple of weeks ago when the Chiefs were playing the Bills in that, that fantastic playoff game. And, and she, at one point in overtime, she texted me back and said, what am I watching? And I, I said, you're watching the reason the Steelers aren't going to win a Super Bowl for the next decade. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what you're watching yeah. right there. Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. This is why you got to find yourself a new quarterback, because you're absolutely right. Between those two guys and Burrow. Herbert. And, uh Again, and Herbert as well. They've got some tremendous quarterback play in the AFC right now. And, you know, I, I would say NFC wise, Prescott, you know, top two or three guy. Yeah. I mean, there's nobody in the NFC East that scares me at all. Nope. Honestly, a quarterback. Um, I think Rodgers will ultimately end up staying in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. That's just my gut. I hope you're right. But, but you know, C- Cousins is solid. Um, but, you know, Fields could end up being something. I mean, mm-hmm. we could go down the list. But yeah, right now the scale is definitely toward. The AFC in terms of young quarterback play that could be generational for the next 10 years, no question. Stars and scrubs might be uh, the case here. Not much cap room going into the draft. What can be done, if anything, free agent-wise for the Cowboys, or is it just kind of plug a couple of holes and roll it back for 2022? Uh, It's going to be interesting because you're right. They don't have a ton of space, but the Cowboys are always really good at finding ways to create space because they're very creative with the way they write those their contract. Some of that is, you know, some of that can work well for them. Some mm-hmm. of it might not work well for them. I think the big things that they have to target, uh, they need to continue to look at safety. Um, they, they got some really good defensive back play this year, obviously, but they could definitely use some help at the safety position. I think they have to continue looking at talent at the offensive line, specifically left tackle. Age-wise, Tyron Smith is in his early 30s, mm-hmm. so, I mean... He should be in his prime, but he's also played 12, 13 years. He started playing in the pro football in the NFL when he was 19. Jeez. So he's got some miles on him. So you got to think about that, too. And then I think you've also got to look at, uh, at at the linebacker position, too. They've got a couple of players that are up for free agency, including Van Der Esch. Uh, they didn't trigger his fifth-year option. So uh, they've, got some, they've got some guys they've got to think about at the linebacker position, too. I think the fact that they were able to keep Dan Quinn for another year, I think it really helps. Both coordinators. going to set them up. It's going to set them up defensively to really kind of target what they need on the field going into next year. Um, and, you know, they on paper right now, they look like a good team. You're right. I think they just need to target a few places where they can get a little bit better. Hope Michael Gallup comes back and they can sign him to a kind of a one-year prove-it deal uh, with his injury, uh, and, and he can contribute to the wide receiver core. I don't buy the talk about getting rid of Amari Cooper. I just don't really understand that. It, it just doesn't make any sense to me at all. But um, but they're they're in a good position to be one of the best teams in the NFC next year. They just need a couple more pieces here and there. I couldn't agree with you more. Thirty seconds left. Demarcus Lawrence might he be a cap casualty? I've seen that. I was surprised that it's kind of maybe it was the same writer that wrote that Amari Cooper may be a cap casualty, which shocked me. Um, what about Lawrence? Might he be one? Uh, he could be, but I, I you know I don't have the contract sitting in front of yeah. me. I think he's still at a point in his contract where it's really prohibitive for them to cut him from a cap standpoint, even if they were to do a, a post-June 1 and spread it over two years. I think still think it would be pretty prohibitive to them at this point. Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports. There's a piece on there for you college football fans. One of, is Arch Manning really headed to the Big 12? Well, you can read that piece amongst others at heartlandcollegesports.com. Matt Poston's, as always, Matt, thank you for what you do for us. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. 
All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Matt Postens, Heartland College Sports, as uh, we catch up on the Big 12. Two Final Four teams, I think is right. I mean, do you, do you think Baylor is? No. I'm not saying they're going to. Potentially. Potentially. Kansas and Texas Tech are the two for me. That's where I am. Yeah, me too. I really well, like that Texas Tech team. I Texas, they still have another gear? I hope so, because I've bet them, but I don't think so. A lot of talent. Marcus but I keep Carson waiting for it to come it together. And then they get clubbed by Baylor. Right. Is that the, uh, the, Who does Baylor have Wednesday? There's a big game Wednesday in the Big 12. Uh, Baylor's got Texas Tech. There you go. That one at Lubbock. Oh, is it? Yes. Good stuff. Miller and Condon, back to wrap up the hour. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. bets off. of minutes of the first hour of the program coming up in hour number two brian urlko the director of gaming for the iowa racing and gaming commission we have still yet to see the uh, handle as far as how much money was wagered um on in the state of iowa on the super bowl we have seen the television numbers they have just been released record uh they they crushed it it was very very well received well watched super bowl uh nbc has to be ecstatic really yeah it was up it was up for the first time um i think 2017 maybe okay uh which is pretty damn good had a great playoffs oh the phenomenal playoffs great regular Just season phenomenal. and as we continue to hear all the stories about cord cutting and people going yeah. away from live tv mm-hmm. and all kinds of sports, from baseball to the NBA to hockey, and on and on and on. There is one king, and it is the well. National look at football Trent. League. It, it is. Last year, you had Mahomes versus Brady. Mm-hmm. Twelve million more people watched the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> Burrow versus Stafford. Cincinnati Bengals. Not exactly a marquee brand, right? Right. There were twelve more million more people watched the Super Bowl this year than the Chiefs versus the Buccaneers. That surprised me. Unthinkable. It is. And here in we a are. lot of ways. All right, hour two coming up. Uh, Director of Gaming Brian Rilko from the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission. Trent and I are going to get into the Valley and the Big Four with our friend Kevin Lehman. Uh, he had the Loyola UNI game on Sunday afternoon. Ramblers wouldn't miss. Couldn't miss. Are they going to win it? Regular yeah, season? I think I they think are, too. So. They still got to come to the McLeod Center one more time. Mm-hmm. So it's still... Panthers aren't dead yet. Hour 2 coming up next. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.